Hello, hello, and welcome to the Business of Blogging podcast. In today's edition, we'll be talking about the things we wish we knew before we started blogging. Welcome. Hi, my name is Mindy, your co-host for the Business of Blogging podcast. Uh, just to give you a little history, I owned a business for 16 years, uh, sold it, and now I'm blogging. Uh, so my background is in business, but I'm learning blogging. Since I'm fairly new at blogging, I will be learning along with the rest of you because Tanya is just, uh, she's the amazing one for blogging. So, Hi everyone, I'm Tanya. My names are too long, so I'm not going to bother you with my complete name. But if you're interested to know, I'm Tanya Melvis Bechemio, your co-host for the Business of Blogging podcast. I'm the founder of Blog Tools Corner, a blog dedicated to helping small business owners improve their business and life. So today we'll be talking about things we wish we knew before we started blogging. Mindy, over to you. So one of the things that I wish I knew, because I think there's a whole long list of them. (laughs) I think I wish I knew about the free stuff overload. I feel like when you go online to just do research, Everyone is a guru and everyone thinks their thing is the best and everyone's offering you free things to check out their stuff or their to give you this and to give you that and their way works. I feel like that that is an overload. And if I had known in advance, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe to know who to listen to and who not to listen to, um, gosh, I could have saved so much time. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had a problem too when I started. It's just that I just kept looking at more stuff until I figure out a way to determine who was authentic and who was not. So I'm not I'm not exactly sure the kind of formula we can tell the audience what to look out for. Do you have any tips? I think maybe maybe reading the comments that people make on their advertisements and things like that to see what kind of person this is that's offering to see if they respond or to see what kind of things that they say. Um and if there isn't any, I mean, it's a free thing. So, I mean, I guess the worst thing you're doing is losing some time. But it can be very frustrating to sit through an hour-long thing and all you've gotten was this big advertisement for what you should buy from them. It's, and I just, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> now, having said that, I think there are some good ones out there. I have gotten a few that I really liked and that I really got good information off of. Um, in fact, that's how I got into blogging in the first place was one of the free um, things. But it was a 200 and something page, you know, manuscript thing that I read. Oh and God. I got so excited about <laughs> blogging, I just dove right in. <laughs> I wouldn't read that. <laughs> no that's idea a lot. what I was doing. <laughs> it really was, but it was filled with really good information. In fact, I referred to it many times, but it only got me so far. Okay. So, you know, that... I, I don't think, I think I'm with you. There's no magic formula. Um, reading maybe the, the things that people say is maybe a start. Um, but I guess if you get into 15, 20 minutes and you feel like this is just nothing but a big advertisement, yeah. bail. Get out of the webinar. Ditch the manuscript or whatever. Don't waste your time. Sure. So for me, um, one of the biggest challenges I had was moving my blog. Because I, when I started blogging, I... I moved, I, I was on Blogger and I, I had my domain name on Blogspot. Now, I wish I had, I had started on WordPress right away, you know, because when I moved my blog over to WordPress, to the self-hosted WordPress, 
everything was in disorder. All my posts had copied the formatting from Blogger and it wasn't the same. So I had to go in and manually change things and delete some things and resize images and all of that. Trust me, it was not fun at all. It was a lot of work. And I don't wish anybody who is just starting out, um, if, you might think that it's easy, you know, to just start on the free version of WordPress or the free version of Blogger. But with time, as your blog grows, you see the need to move to a self-hosted WordPress and own your blog. But the headache with transferring your blog from Blogger to WordPress is a lot. And I don't wish anybody should go through that, Mindy. It was... Uh. So just to clarify, you mean WordPress.org, yes, right? WordPress.org. Okay, because I'm on WordPress.com, and I think I'm going to have to switch over Yeah, soon. and I think you should before your blog grows because it's a lot of headache. Sometimes switching, if you don't know how to do it the right way, you can also lose your visitors. You know, I was lucky to, to have stumbled on a post back then that somebody wrote on how to do it without actually losing visitors. So right now, if you, go, if you click on my Blogspot domain, you'll be redirected to my, to my main blog, which is awesome. And I think um, anybody who is starting now should just start out on WordPress.org. Yeah, see, and when I looked at all of that, I really just felt overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess my, you know, because I didn't know how to do WordPress.org. Yeah. I it can be didn't know anything about It can be frustrating for those who are just starting out. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to just play around with WordPress.com and to, to kind of get a feel. But trust me, you, you should join blogging groups and try to um, find your way around because it's not easy, you know, to to transfer. The headache that comes with transfer, it's, 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 not, it's no joke. Because the URLs, Blogger has a URL format, format that is different from that of WordPress. And so URLs usually with numbers in them are not very good. So when you move your blog over to WordPress, I didn't want the URL format of Blogger. I had to manually redirect each post so the new URL had created just to keep my my blog for readership. So it was it was a pain. And I'm I'm telling you, Mindy, I haven't even finished that process because I had a lot of blog posts to work on, and it was so time consuming. And I just wanted to finish the process and get. So I abandoned. <laughs> I had to abandon some posts, you know. Wow. Okay. So that's something I need to be working yeah, on. Yeah, I think you should because it's a pain in the ass. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I trust you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you hit on um, one of the other things that I wish I had mm -hmm. known. Um, okay. So wait, still getting on yours. What would you suggest? Where would you suggest people go to get that information on how to get on WordPress.org or, or how to begin or where to learn how to start that? The first thing is if you are not, if you don't know any influencers to follow, you can first join Facebook groups, cause Facebook blogging Facebook groups, cause um, those are the groups that help me, you know, to get started and actually understand a lot of things. Sometimes you might be in those groups and you're not active, but when other people ask questions, you get to have an idea of, of what is going on, and that can actually push you to further your research. So I've actually written a blog post on my blog about how to start a blog. That could be a start, you know. And I outlined the differences between starting on Blogger versus the differences between starting on WordPress.org. So if you visit the post, 
okay i I don't think i can remember i don't think i can remember the url but i'm not sure this podcast has some description area i think i'll put the link there i was just gonna say that why don't we (laughs) put that in the notes for the podcast episode so that people can see it there so anything that we talk about we can put whatever people can follow it Okay, see, and I had that second one in my mind. Oh, blog, this this is the other thing I wish I had known. Um, you had hit on blogging Facebook yeah. groups. I wish I had known about those beforehand because, holy cow, those are a great source for information. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I haven't even said the story of how I started blogging. I mean, I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't even know what a blog was until I started it, until I joined Facebook groups. There were these two products we had created, FireZone and Nyanga Alina. The FireZone was a kind of heat map tool for website owners. What it does basically is it actually records visitor activity on your website and you can actually watch it. So when we did this tool, we were very, very excited to push it out. And so I wanted to promote it as much as I can, but I didn't have enough money to do so. So groups were my only option. So I started looking for groups that could be interested in the product and I started posting the product there to try to give it for free and, and have people sign up so I can have their email addresses. Because that time the only thing I knew was emails are assets, <laughs> you know that popular saying. <laughs> and so I just wanted to get them emails, you know, as many as I could. But I was so surprised when sometimes when I post information in other groups, the admins of the groups would delete my stuff and I gave the tool for free, and I had only one sign-up till date. So <laughs> that kind of when I when I um, had that situation, it was very difficult for me, and I really needed to push the tool out. I started contacting people who had blogs to see if they could promote it and give their audience for free. Unfortunately, nobody even replied to my messages, so it was very very frustrating for me. That's one of the reasons why I decided to create my own Facebook group, and I'm proud to say today I have 25,000 plus members, and <laughs> that's how I also started my <laughs> blog. So, <laughs> wow, yeah. what a story! <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Yeah, though. yeah, Mindy, it was very frustrating for me, you know, when you have, you've created a new product I, I, and you're so excited about it, and nobody shows as nobody. I even I even personally wrote to some people, you know, just so they try it out, and nobody would try my tool out. So it was very very frustrating for me. Oh my I gosh! I think it was good I'll though because <laughs> I think. It, <laughs> I think it was good though because um, it pushed me to start my blog and you know start a group. So and I did it. So <laughs> you know, I think your story is um, inspiring because there's so many people who are struggling with that, or or they do all the things that the gurus say and it still doesn't work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just and then you're frustrated. What do you do? Um, if you're like me and you don't know anybody who's done a blog or been successful, mm-hmm. it can be very, uh, you know, I went to the internet. Yeah. And even then, and so much of the time, the stuff that you get is not, you know, it's just not good information. You know, people want to push their stuff and sell their stuff. But so, yeah, what a great story. <laughs> Thank you, Mindy. Okay, so I lost track whose turn it is. I think it's your turn to think, to say what you wish you knew beforehand. Okay. So um, another point that because right now I'm redesigning my blog and I have to go through the process of 
I'm manually formatting posts because I had to change my blog theme. I originally bought, um, when I transferred my blog from Blogger to WordPress, I bought the Avada theme because I heard a lot of great things about it. But the problem with the Avada theme is it is very heavy. It comes with a lot of plugins and other stuff. And they, the way they designed their, their platform, sorry, their theme, they did with a lot of images that actually makes your site slow. I installed a lot of other plugins, catching plugins to try to make it faster. But trust me, it was not as fast as I wanted. So um, recently I decided to, to switch themes. So I bought ZV theme. But then I, had, I still had some problems with DV. Sometimes when I edit things on the, the designs and everything is just upside down. I don't understand. Maybe <laughs> I actually don't know. I'm not trying to discredit DV theme or anything. It's just that I, I really had a very hard time, you know, trying to edit. So I decided to buy Thrive themes and trust me, oh my God, I'm having a great time, you know. On one of the things on that I couldn't do on DV theme was actually changing the font size because I like when my I have a, um, a visual problem, so I just feel that everybody <laughs> everybody out there <laughs> is gonna have a problem reading my blog, so I want my font size to be large. You know what I'm saying, Mindy? And so <laughs> when I couldn't do that with with the DV theme, it was very, very frustrating for me. That's why I I decided to go with um Thrive themes and um. In two days, I'll be relaunching my brand new blog with a whole new design. I changed my colors. Now I'm using um, a, I'm using red and white as my main colors. So I'm really really excited because my blog design is, whew, you know, when you, when you do something good right. and you appreciate yourself. So, um, but the challenge is with all this is that. You know, when I Avada theme from my blog, there were a lot of formatting issues. The Avada theme leaves a lot of leaves a lot of code code on your blog and you don't want that and the text goes back to the default maybe wordpress and everything is just upside down so you have to manually re-edit all the posts you know going through that same process again is just time consuming and not fun at all so mini i don't wish anybody to go through that so i if you want to start your blog take your time do research and select the best theme for your blog and i'll obviously recommend thrive themes you know I'll leave a link in the um, description area. Thrive Themes is the best. It just makes things so much easier. And if you're just starting out, you should definitely start out on, on a paid theme and you should go with Thrive Themes. That's the only theme I've found so far to, to be very helpful. I think that is awesome. I, I know what I went through trying to set mine up and I had no clue. I, I, had, I had never set up a blog before <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that was really that can be overwhelming, right? Oh my gosh, I thought I thought you know, with my business background, what's the big deal, right? I'm gonna get on there, I'm gonna boom, 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 I'm gonna have it up in three days, and then I'm gonna, you know, I'll be making money in two weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Three weeks later, and my blog was still not up. I was so frustrated. I was just like, oh my gosh, what have I done? But at the time, I paid for a year, so I was like, "Well, I can't back out now." I mean, I've already, I've already got all this emotion, and and I think there could be something here. So I kept going with all the frustration and all the, but I finally got there. I mean, I you know, <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting when I switch mm-hmm. over. I'll have to look at um, the Thrive theme and check that out because then I'll have to revamp my whole website. 
I think you should pretty soon, Mindy, because if your blog grows with all those posts on there, trust me, you're going to have a hard time. But I've never well, really had with our plan I've, that we've I've been... never really had the experience of moving your blog from WordPress.com to WordPress.org. I don't know if it's gonna have a lot of the formatting issues, but I think you should just, you know, self save yourself the the trouble and just be on WordPress.org. <laughs> Do it now. Um, I I will definitely be working on that because I think with all of our plans that we've been working on, I just think um, I think I need to do that before we put all that in motion. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, and and so um, for our listeners, as when we go through all of that process, we'll definitely share that with you and how that goes. And my headaches of setting that all up. (laughs) Mindy, I'm always here. I'll give you a hand. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad. See, that's my second thing I wish I'd had. I wish I'd had Tanya when I first started blogging. (laughs) (laughs) This this makes me feel happy, you know. know, Because one of the things that is really important to me is just making somebody smile. It's true, we as bloggers, we want to make money, but I really just feel, you know, like we need to help more than we expect. So when you say that, it really makes me happy. I feel like I'm on the right path. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's a great, um, great, great way to say it, too, because we do want to make people's lives better. We do want to help out. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, you really helped me out um, just knowing that I'm not alone because no one in my family blogs. Everyone just thought I was nuts. <laughs> my daughter rolls her eyes on a daily basis when I talk to her. <laughs> and she tells me not to make friends online because they're going to come back and kill oh, me. No. So. <laughs> Yeah, she does. I think she's going to be very inspired and she might join you in the future when she sees that you're making some good money online. I I really <laughs> hope so. So yeah, meeting Tanya, I wish I had met you before I started blogging. So I at least had someone that I could look to that I knew that did it and that I could. I mean, that is honestly, that is worth its weight in gold. Because when I was doing it on my own, the frustration and the, I just, and no one to talk to. There isn't anyone I, you know, so to have someone like Tanya on my side, it would be great if you can find a mentor or someone who's done it before who can guide you and, and just encourage you at the very least and say, you know what? We've all been there. We've all done it. You know, you're going to make it through. Just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, so, is there a mentor system out there? Uh, come again. Is there, is there a mentor system out there? Um, right now, I'm thinking of um, starting a mentoring program. Actually, Mindy, I had started a mentoring program before called Tanya's Mentoring Program. And unfortunately for me, all the people I had um, were very, they were very committed from the beginning. But since they were not paying for anything, because I, I told you, I always like to, you know, just help people first and then expect something later. They were committed from the beginning, but they eventually abandoned the program. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes when they want to leave, they don't even tell you that leaving is just so... I felt like I was doing something wrong. So, yeah, I'm going to look into... I'm going to write to them personally and try to find out what happened. The only person who is still with me right now, it's... Um, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot her name. <laughs> she's, she's, she's kind of expecting a baby, so she couldn't continue. And I understand. But the rest of the people, you know, they just abandoned with no word, nothing. And they were very happy with, with the program. So I'm not sure what happened along the way. And so, yeah. 
But that great um, mentoring <laughs> that great mentoring programs out there. Um, you just need to go on Google and and search. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think my second half of my business plan uh, might might be considered a mentoring plan. What do you think? Did I, yeah, I, I do you remember like what my? I think, so I think we should do the mentoring together. That would be so, fun. So um, I'll just add I a think page. so too. Yeah, I'll just add a page on 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 my blog, um, a coaching or mentoring program kind of page where people, because now I'm not doing it for free, Mindy. Because I feel like those people abandoned halfway through because they, they were not paying anything. So they just wasted my time. So now if you have to join, <laughs> you've got to pay something. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. I, I, that's fair enough. I'm, hey, your time is, is important. You know, you're and, a busy and I person. Was also, I was also thinking about um, starting a mastermind group. Maybe. What do you think? I think that would be awesome. Can yeah, I be in your mastermind group? Sure, you're welcome, Mimi. Always, always, we can do it together. So, Aww, um, the you. thing is, being in um, the United Women Entrepreneur Mastermind Group is great, and and Lisa wants me to start a mastermind group in Cameroon. And I, I first of all accepted, but looking at the situation in my country right now, I don't think I want to. I want to start something of that sort in my country because people in my country don't have the. Some of them, sorry, not everybody. Some of them don't have the kind of mindset, you know, do, do not see the importance of joining a mastermind group. So I think if we start something of us very Uh-oh. Tiny? Hello? Hello? What do you think, Vinny? I totally didn't hear you. I lost you for a little while. Oh, but I'm no. sure whatever it was, was a great idea. All I heard was buzzing for about 30 seconds. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me now? I can hear you good now. And all I heard was, what do you think? You started talking and then I heard, what do you think? I think it's great, Tanya. I have no idea what you said. <laughs> but I'm sure whatever was, it is will be fantastic. I was talking about a mastermind group, you know, just for bloggers. I think that would be great. Um, someone who like, you know, different areas that, um, you know, maybe that could cover different things or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think you need to be picky. I don't think you should take everyone. Not absolutely. Not everyone. Yeah. Because some won't be able to offer, you know True. what I mean? Like, because the point of the mastermind is that everybody has their input or has a special area that they can, you know, participate in or, or have a different view on. Mm-hmm. But if you have someone who, who is not, and not that I'm trying to be like, you know, cause I'm not a mean person. I'm actually a very nice person. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to say, I think that you should be picky, you know, check their requirements or check what they're, or even if you just get a good vibe off of them. You know, I mean, I think you have pretty good instincts, you know, follow okay. the instincts. Yeah. I, I would definitely do. So, okay, um, fantastic. um, I had just three points for today. So I'm going to talk about one of the last things I wish I knew before I started blogging, collecting emails. Mindy, when I started blogging, I was so excited. I didn't even know what. I, it's true I knew about collecting emails, but when I started blogging, unfortunately, I didn't put up a system to collect emails on my blogger blog. So I, just, I was just excited to see people coming to my blog from Facebook groups, 
Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. So I was just excited to see people coming from my blog to my blog from Facebook groups. I'm reading my content. So I didn't actually sign up to any email marketing email marketing tool and I didn't collect blog readers. So not I, I, I did that for a while before actually moving to what to WordPress.org. And so I had to set up um an email collection page on my blog only after I had moved and Trust me, I didn't. I didn't get um, as much emails as I would have loved to get. So, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 always important to, you know, start collecting emails from the one. Cause trust me, you own your emails. You when when you collect emails, you own those people. You know what I'm saying? You can always right. send them your new content, but. Of, you don't own the traffic from Facebook. You don't own the traffic from Google. And Google could penalize your website and the traffic could stop coming at some point in time. Or you could, you could, I don't know, Facebook algorithm changes like the weather. You could, you could actually just for some reason not, um, stop receiving traffic from Facebook and all these other traffic sources. I'm not saying that it's gonna happen, you know, but it's always good to, you know, have your own readers all in one place. That way you have total control. And when somebody signs up with you, they are with you for life till they unsubscribe. So I think that having your all your email addresses, all your blog readership um, in one database is a great idea and should be started from day one. I think that is fantastic. And quite honestly, I think that could be a whole podcast on its own because I have so many thoughts and ideas on that <laughs> because... Yes, I knew. I mean, I I knew that from one of the things that I read about getting the emails, but mm-hmm. getting them is like a whole new ball game. True, <laughs> true. And sometimes, if you don't master what funnels are, um, success with email marketing will be another story. So I think, not, yeah, we should not do to another podcast. The email, the email thing that you use, the email. What's the word? Honestly, like right now, um, the email marketing tool—the email marketing tool I started with was MailerLite. You know, it was awesome. My MailerLite is user-friendly, and um, I always recommend MailerLite for for beginners. But I had a problem with MailerLite. Did I had a, a free offer that people needed to download um, so that they, um, in order to give me their email address, you know? But sometimes when they enter their email address, for some reason, the automation doesn't send them the 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 the, the, the free ebook. So many people did not have my ebook, so that got me upset, and I went back to Mailchimp. Initially, I started with Mailchimp before before moving to MailerLite, but it was so overwhelming for a beginner like me, and so MailerLite seemed user friendly, but the automation feature was not good for me. I'm not sure if um um people other people have the same experiences as me. But it was just not good for me. So I went back to MailChimp. Right now, the email marketing tool I'm looking into is ConvertKit. I haven't tried it out yet. I tried out Aweber, Aweber as well. It wasn't user-friendly, so I abandoned it. I tried GetResponse um, in the past, but I think I also had a problem with their automation. The only tool I've never had any automation problem is MailChimp. So... I'm sticking with MailChimp to till when I try out ConvertKit and I see um, that it's actually doing the work. If not, I'll create my own tool, maybe. <laughs> I think you should create one. But let me tell you, because I did MailChimp for a long time, and mm-hmm. it gave me a headache. I mean, I was so frustrated with it every time I tried to use it. I just, mm-hmm. 
Um, it can be very overwhelming. SendGrid. Yeah, SendGrid right now is what I'm using. Um, A lot of it was free, and I got on and I played with it and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really looks user-friendly. So that's the one I'm going to now. Okay. Um, I think I'll check check out SendGrid. Um, Many people, many other professional bloggers are talking a lot about ConvertKit. So, yeah, I'll try out SendGrid and, and, and play with it and see. I'm big on reviews, so I go on and looked at all the reviews. But when I first started, everything said use Mailchimp. Mailchimp mm-hmm. is the easiest thing. Blah blah blah. Use Mailchimp. Use Mailchimp. And I'm Mailchimp. thinking, am I an idiot? Because I can't use Mailchimp. <laughs> Mailchimp is not easy for the beginner. Trust me, me. When I go, when I when I first started and I got on Mailchimp, I was like, whoa, everything was screaming at me. You know, I didn't even know what to do with the forms. And the only thing that gave me a direction was MailerLite before I could even go back to MailChimp and understand what the heck was going on. <laughs> My favorite is I, I made a landing page on MailChimp because they like advertised all these landing pages and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So I yeah. made a landing page and it's lost. You know, <laughs> no idea where it's at. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to just delete all the things that lead to it because I can't find it. The only way I can find it is if I go back through the links of the, you know, the... <laughs> the Pinterest and things like that that I had out that went to that. So I think I'm just going to go through and delete it all because I tried to go on and edit the landing page, but it's not anywhere there. I mean, I went through the whole, it was uh, very frustrating. <laughs> I, can, I, I can imagine. <laughs> I told you, I, sometimes when it comes to this stuff, I just feel like when I first started using it, when it all was like, MailChimp is so user-friendly and yada, yeah, yada, yada, and all this stuff. That. And that's why I went on to MailChimp in the first place and I was like, whoa, this is not yeah. user-friendly. Stop saying it's user-friendly because it's not. I agree. And then I was like, one list had four people and one had three. When I first started, I'm like, why do they have different? I don't understand. I only have one. Like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, very confusing. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to my world. <laughs> So, do you have something to say? Do you have a last Another one? Yep. Um, I think my last thing was I wish I wish I knew how, what to expect mm-hmm. because I came into it thinking that, you know, being a business owner all those years, it's just another business. It's just online. I'm going to mm-hmm. zoom right through this and it's going to be and it's not. It is completely, completely different. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta learn a whole new set of tools. You just gotta, and it's, phew, I'm learning it and I'm getting there. But let me tell you, it's not, if you're going from a brick and mortar like I was to something online and you just think, no big deal. No, no, it's, Take your time, um, go on the, on the different Facebook pages, groups and whatever and get the information and find somebody who knows. Cause I'm telling you, you will save so much time Dying. and so much headache and so yeah. much frustration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's my final one. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to give, um, a final tip, you know, before we end this podcast today, cause this is our first and I hope you've you've been enjoying um you've actually learned some things, hopefully. <laughs> so my <laughs> my last um or my bonus tip is that um you should have a money mindset, money making mindset from day one. You know. When I started my Facebook group there was this lady who 
was blogging about everything you know she wasn't really specific she didn't have a niche she was blogging about blogging she was blogging about lifestyle sometimes she would blog about herself she blogs about the news the u.s news cameroon news i was like she was just all over the place and so i wrote to her and i asked her what do you really want to focus on? Don't you think if you are really interested in all these topics, you should have like different blogs? She said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to manage different blogs. I think I'm good, but I want to make money. I'm like, you know, your, your, your blog readers will be confused because they don't know what to focus on because you're all over the place. Don't you think you should niche down and actually, you know, um, and actually just focus on one thing? You know, she got offended. So I, I, I just said, well, it's not my business. So, until date, I can tell you, <laughs> she's not making any money. So what I'm trying to say is, you should have a money-making mindset. You know what I'm saying? When you have a money-making mindset, there's no way your blog is gonna um is going is going to is going to um is not going to succeed. Because when you have a money-making mindset, it's going to drive you forward. Because this blogging thing, I bet you, it's not easy. You know, there's a lot of challenges, a lot of up uh, ups and downs. And what really keeps you going is when you know at the back of your mind that what you're doing is definitely gonna pay off something. So just have a blogging mind, a money-making mindset and. Just start monetizing your website from day one. It's what I started and it's paying off really good today. I think that is fantastic advice because, I mean, I've stayed pretty close to just one thing, but still, I have seen the ones that are just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I, I think and maybe some of them are just... what was your experience? Right. What was I, your experience? I, that... I mean, I'm not trying to say that, no, that blogs that don't succeed with... Um, when you have many different topics. I'm just saying that um, having different topics when you're just starting out will not make you focused. And it's really hard to to, to monetize um, um, a website. With, I'm just saying it's my personal opinion. People could have very varying opinions, you know. So it's not easy to monetize a website that is not focused and you just be all over the place. And it could be overwhelming for your blog readers too. It's my, that's the way I feel when I hop on a certain blog. It just screams, newbie. Right. Well, and that... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was funny how you said that. Um, I, I agree with that because, you know, you, you're attracting, you're trying to attract a certain kind of reader. I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to always be interested in what you're interested in. Yeah. You know, once you set your, your niche and what you're working on, those are the people that you're going to attract. And those True. are the ones that are going to buy your product. And those are the True. ones that are going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if you're all over the place, like you said, I mean, they're going to get back on there and be like, you know what? I'm really not interested in this part. I really like the other part, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe they just won't read anymore. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I also think, you know, touching on that with the being all over the place, I think having a blog post that is 2,000 words long or like, you know, one of the extremely long, mm-hmm. I even if it's a great thing and I'm really, really interested in it, I can't finish that. I just can't. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, the world is too busy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like people mm-hmm. don't have time to sit and read a novel when they're just, you know, zipping through online and looking at things, True. having a blog post that is so incredibly long that you just can't seem to take the time. Even now, like, because there was one I was super interested in what they were having to say. I really, and I, 
but I got, I don't even think I was halfway through and it was like 20 minutes later and I'm, and I'm a fast reader. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long this blog post was, but I was like, holy cow, is this going to end? I have things to do. You know, mm-hmm. you know so, Mindy, this is, this is a very controversial topic because many people think you should write 2000 and above words long and I don't think it's, you, you should spend time doing that unless, you know, the, the article you're writing about. Because the thing is, to, when you write a longer post, because um, Google is trying to re, um, reward websites with a lot of content. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? That's why people right, write right. Um, a lot of these posts. But um, I don't think it's a good strategy, especially if you're just writing for writing, you know. Some some people just um just gamble with words and they say one thing over and over just to make this thing long. You should you should really not do that. If if right. you know just get the idea across. And I believe that even if your post is long and and you're straight to the point, many will read and want to come back. But the the problem is um, many people just want to write for SEO purposes and they don't keep the reader in mind. Because, I mean, the, the truth is, I will not also read a 2,000 word um, blog post, but if it's really interesting and straight to the point, I could read it and come back or just try to finish it. So I totally um, understand what you're saying. Well, and you know, I find myself, because I actually subscribed to that one that I was reading because I really liked the content. Um, but I found myself never going back because I my thought process was that's too long. I you know I look at it and like that sounds interesting, but I really don't have that kind of time to sit and read that, or I'm not going to. So I ended up just unsubscribing because I just I never would go back on it. Now I know that there are some people out there who maybe want to sit and read all of that, and but I just feel like if you can find a happy medium. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make it a book long every time. People are busy. They're just busy. They're not going to come back and read that every time. I, I think so too, Mindy. I, I really do. And my posts are always maximum a thousand long. You know, it doesn't even right. cross the 1,500 limit. You know, I just want to keep it sweet and short and to the point. And sometimes, honestly, right. Mindy, I can't even write a 1,500 book because <laughs> I, I won't actually know what to write, you know. <laughs> so so right. usually when I'm writing I just want to go straight to the point and just hit the nail on the head. Right. And that's and I've tried to keep mine short because mine are mostly tips. So, you know, I want people to come on every week and to get, you know, more information. Plus people don't retain that information. So like if you have a two thousand word thing, they're gonna get maybe two things out of it and the rest of it they're just not gonna remember. If you've come across WordPress WP beginner beginner you notice that their blog posts are not actually long, and they still rank on Google. So I'm, tra- I'm kind of, why, why actually suffer your readers with something that long? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. but everybody have yeah, their I own agree. preferences and strategies and all whatnot, and people are not the same. So if it works for you, go ahead and do it. But just make sure your writing is <laughs> not boring. <laughs> I totally agree with all of that because people do have their own and maybe there is someone out there who really gets, you know, enjoys taking that 45 minute read every week. That's just great. I just know that most people don't have time. And so I think when I'm blogging or when I'm writing, I have those people in mind because I want them to keep coming back. I want them to have a quick read and be like, okay, that was good information and come back next week to get the next. So um, that brings us to the end of this podcast. If you have any questions, please um, don't forget to, to ask us, right, Mindy? 
and you can also share yeah. your opinion about what you think in the comments that's if we have comments <laughs> <laughs> that's if we actually get well. any comments or any people who think <laughs> we were great today so we will have our email addresses in the in the notes for this podcast. So and yes, if there's any comments, which I think we will, they'll just tell us we're crazy, which is all good. <laughs> okay, Mindy. So, um, thank you so much for sticking with us to the end. And um, just so you know, this is the business of blogging podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Business of Blogging podcast. In today's edition, we'll be talking about the things we wish we knew before we started blogging. Welcome.